Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where we're passionate about delivering podcasts that facilitate the joy we find in sharing things with family and friends. And we're dedicated to bringing ever better podcasts and experiences to thing-loving people everywhere. Thanks for joining us. Would you dare uh, say after that uh, imitation of another brand's mission statement that, that this podcast keeps things fresh? Uh, that, that we're here to serve, that we uh, probably got left uh, at an event. <laughs> Man, that we evoke some of uh, some of the fondest memories and have a place in hearts and homes. That that we came out of the space program. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Pyrex. <laughs> it's Pyrex. If it's you didn't get it. <laughs> That is incredible. Also, I didn't know that those cool containers that are Pyrex on the bottom and a snap-on lid at the top are actually called snapware. Really? I didn't know that either. I have a no, couple of those. And now I want to like look that up and buy those specifically because those are the best. I've also definitely lost one of those by bringing something to someone and I have no idea who or when, but it's gone. Yeah, because oh, I have a little snapware. I have a little portable thing that had three of them in it, and then when we moved, it only had two. And I was like, "Huh, <laughs> when did that happen?" <laughs> no idea. Poor snapware. They you really just, you know what? Pyrex, Pyrex is everyone's. It pretty much is the greatest. Yeah. It is the greatest, and luckily has a, a mission statement like so many that suits our podcast just perfectly. Uh, my first thing could be served in a Pyrex dish. It oh my is God. Uh, something that I just kind of noticed suddenly. I'm like, I'm hearing about this a lot. Is this the new tri-tip? Uh, it is tomahawk steaks. That is so true. Like when I say tri-tip, yeah. remember like way back, like 2000, mid 2000s, 2003, totally. 2008, everybody it was, was into tri-tip. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I went to Trader Joe's and they had tri-tip and everybody, oh, here's my recipe for t- tomahawk steaks is there now, 20 years later. Wow. It really is. Look at this. Carnivorestyle.com. What is a tomahawk steak and how to cook it like a pro? It's so true. And I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, I'm having a memory of having watched something recently that involved people getting tomahawk steaks. It might have been like Iron Chef or something, but it was a new episode. Mm-hmm. And I can completely see this with this this kind of the rise of like the, I don't know, the really like I butcher my own meat vibe. <laughs> yeah. Sort of this, like this goes with like paleo sort uh-huh. of caveman steak. Right. Because it's got the name Tomahawk. And it and sort of implies that you used a tomahawk to get it, even though you just bought it at Trader Joe's. Exactly. Can you buy a tomahawk steak at Trader <laughs> I Joe's? I have no idea if you can or not. Probably not. That would but, be bananas. Yeah. yeah, it's a bone-in steak, and it has a handle. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's where the it's tomahawk comes from, because the, yeah, exactly. the bone sticks out like a handle, and you can hold the steak. Then the steak part is like the blade 
part of the tomahawk. Oh my God. I mean, honestly, I, I, now I need to go to a restaurant and see if it's on the menu. Because oh, it's I on. Totally it's on the menu. You. I'll just tell you like, right now. It's on the menu. Me. I was listening to the barbecue and tech podcast and I heard, I think Chris say, so when I do my tomahawk steaks and what struck me was not that he just assumed like, well, we all do tomahawk steaks. Uh, but the fact that I didn't react to that the fact that i was like well wait no he's right because this tv show had them and i saw these people eating them and i saw it on the menu at this place and i think i ate one recently <laughs> like i was like the when when did that happen when did that yeah. stop being like ooh, a tomahawk steak that's an interesting choice to be like oh yeah no everybody everybody has tomahawk steaks they're they're all over the place dude that's wild i didn't think that anybody look at this the big man's world tomahawk steak mm-hmm. cooks perfectly I like did not think people were trying to make these at home. Yeah. Which I guess I don't know why not. I mean, it's just it has a big bone attached to it and otherwise it's just a steak. Yeah, it's just a but big I steak. But I just have always thought of this as like a thing that only happens at restaurants. Yeah, or, or at a steakhouse like, even, right? Like French onion soup yeah, or something. Yeah. Like you don't make that. Well, tomahawk steak, you're going to want to go to Ruth's Chris or right. something for that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. But it turns out Big man steak or whatever is like, oh, yeah, no, we're making that. Big man's world. <laughs> By the way, there's a website called Big Man's World. <laughs> oh, it's a big man's world. <laughs> absolutely wonderful. Oh, absolutely. We love just that. That's eat tomahawk steaks in it. My first thing could not be more opposite. <laughs> yeah, it really <laughs> is. Steaks. It is diametrically opposite. I think. <laughs> Because my first thing is Barbie core. Oh, more core. I love a good core. More core. Exactly. We just, we need a sting that's basically like, (laughs) here's the core. Yeah. (laughs) Getting to the core. Today's core is in fact Barbie core because apparently this is how like out of it I am. There's a Barbie movie. Oh my gosh. That is a thing. That was a thing of the week. That was one of those things that like it, it happened and then it, stopped so i didn't put it in the bullpen but yeah the barbie movie trailer was a huge meme generation engine god i really have been <laughs> out of it but yes um margot robbie is mm-hmm. in a new barbie movie and everyone else you've ever heard of <laughs> as long along with everyone else you've ever heard of i gotta go watch this yeah no it's uh uh simu lu <laughs> is in oh, it really yeah Oh my God, fun. Uh, who's, I'm blanking. Uh, everyone's going to make fun of me for blanking on the actual male. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling is in um, it. Kingsley Benadire is in it. John Cena's in it. Uh, oh, Helen Mirren, crap. Dua Lipa, Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, Michael Sarah. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All yeah. right. I got you. I got to get caught up on this immediately. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Because indeed, literally in a piece published yesterday, it's like with the Barbie trailer taking the world by storm, mm-hmm. here is a guide to the best Barbie core looks from the oh, Margot Robbie movie. Good and it's catch. like there's like a little gingham dress, and then there's some pink strappy sandals, and then mm-hmm. Ken's pink jumpsuit and rollerblades. Rollerblades. <laughs> this is going to bring rollerblades back. It really is. Hot damn. I, it probably will. Like, I cannot wait for There's a uh, shout out to rollerblades in the trailer. So it definitely is going to do that. Incredible Barbie's sparkly jumpsuit, Ken's denim vest. I mean, it just this this list goes on and on. And then evidently we know the Barbie core has actually even been a thing since slightly before. Mm. Although it's because I think, you know, 
there's been this like conversation about it, but like Megan Fox went quote full Barbie core for a recent event with machine gun Kelly. This is as of December, wow, 2022. And she combined things with Barbie core and under boob. Look at that. The multiplier effect. <laughs> multiplier effect. <laughs> under boob multiplies the power of anything. Under booby core. Under booby core. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I am a child because I am only ever saying under booby core. That is the most fun thing I've ever said. <laughs> and I will never stop. <laughs> it seems to me that the key, if I'm trying to dissect what is or is not Barbie core, uh, booby or not, uh, under booby or no, <laughs> it's pink. Like it's, to, it's yeah. kind of toe pink. Yeah, yeah. It's seems 100% key. pink. Yeah. Uh, My six-year-old niece is living in the center of this trend because all she wants to do is see pink. When she watches a music video, she says, hmm, not that much pink or, ooh, a lot of pink. (laughs) Like everything is judged by pink. So she is, this is her moment. I'm very happy for her. Oh yeah. This is, this is going to be a good summer for her. It's going to be a good spring and a good summer because Barbie core is here to stay. I do not know, but it is here. It's amazing too. Like, uh, what you did here was you took what I couldn't do and brought it to the show. Cause I was like, well, the Barbie movie trailer, I mean, if I had nothing else, I guess we could talk about the fact that it blew up, but it's already fizzling out and it'll come back again when the movie comes out. But you found the extended trail Yay! to it, you know, like, but the <laughs> long term effects. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The lasting side note of the trailer coming out uh, and previous to it. That Yeah, this is amazing. I, no I mean, idea. let's be honest. You know what I really found is the shopping angle. <laughs> you, so, yep. There's nothing. No shame in that. Nope. nope. That's what I do. Whatever, That's what I'm here for. <laughs> whatever gets you to the thing. <laughs> shopping thing. <laughs> oh, man. Amazing. Uh, my second thing for today, I heard about on the Reading Glasses podcast. Um, it's their episode this week. Sorting books by mood is a thing is the literally what Mallory said on the show. Did you sorting books by mood is a thing, but this is the, the thing beyond that is like picking books by mood has become a thing. So not like I read science fiction, but I read happy books right now, or, Oh, I'm in a bad mood. I really need some sad books or maybe I'm not happy. So I want some happy books. Uh, but, but totally picking your books by mood is a thing. And now like actually sorting them, whether it's on your to be read list or on your actual bookshelf, uh, arranging the books like, Oh, these are the happy books. These are the sad books. These are the scary books. You know, that's absolutely become a thing now. Oh, I love the idea of organizing the books on your shelf by mood. That's incredible. Yeah, there's a whole article about it just from February. So yeah, like brand new. And it says one might, th- it, it, this is amazing because it has a deep dive on what you mean when you say mood. Mm-hmm. Like, is it romance or is it fascinating or weird or nostalgic? Oh, this is cool. Also, this makes perfect sense to think about books in this way and potentially even organize them, them in this way because we do that with TV. Yeah. I'm in the mood for this or that. Right. But I'm in the mood for a love like, story. I'm in the mood for an adventure story. Yeah. Yeah. I just want 100%. comedy. I just want action. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. what's cool is that there's even a term for this mood readers. Mood readers. Yeah. yeah. 
And there's a whole write-up about what does or does not make you a mood reader. I would submit as well that oh, mood might belong there with core as an er thing. Oh, like I could it's a mood, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. A mood reader. <laughs> now I'm not trying to be snotty, I swear. But let me read the definition. A mood reader is a person who reads according to their mood. <laughs> <laughs> Said chat GPT. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> gotta disclose that book riot i mean no i'm just kidding did this need a label and yet you know what by getting it a label you can have an organizational structure you mm-hmm. can have a mm-hmm. marketing campaign mm-hmm. you can have a shopping component i mean i've often marketing toyed works, around with starting a bookstore but i was always like how am i going to differentiate like what's the thing that gets people into the door because just being a bookstore uh, that has books that's not going to do it in this day and age right you got to have a, a thing maybe it's the mood bookstore is the way mm. you get people in the door mood books is such a cool name for a bookstore right i mean it really is and then you shop by mood and Shannon and says, then, oh, mood can hang with vibes. <laughs> mood can hang with vibes. Book that's mood so core. Good. Book mood Dude. core. Oh my gosh, we did it. That's it. That. Bravo, Shannon. Well Bravo. done, Shannon Kay. Bravo. I want to go to mood books because not only would the books be organized by mood, but each part of the store would have like a little reading nook yes. that was moody. So- there's, so you could have one with like can LED candles because it's inside and you'd want to be safe and stuff, but LED candles and like little sheepskin <laughs> yeah, rugs yeah. and stuff. And then you'd have one that's sort of right? like sci-fi inspired. I mean, how fun would it be to decorate the reading corners at Mood Bookstore? And then you could have snacks that are mood, yeah, I, mood oriented. Mood snacks. <laughs> I want this to exist so bad. <laughs> there is uh, the old diner that uh, was the place where they shot JJ's diner in uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, closed down right at the beginning of the pandemic has not opened back up, just been closed for years now. And I've often fascinated, been like, what if I open like a cafe bookshop? Oh my God, Tom. Mood, that mood is, book cafe. That's your roots. <laughs> that is your roots, man. <laughs> you have, you have the, the alcohol in the sad, sad section and the coffee yes. in the happy section. Exactly. And the tea and like, in the cozy section. I know. And you have like Star Wars merch and like vampire. Yep. You have a whole, you've got a young adult one that just has like cute, cool core. It's got like barbecue. Oh my gosh. Posters. Yeah. Dude. I mean, honestly, that place isn't big enough to, to accommodate this idea. To have that many corners. That's true. But you could swap them out. Yeah. You'd have no, rotating movies. I'm just, I'm just saying I need a bigger place. <laughs> you need a bigger, you need a bigger place. God, I did not know until that's what this podcast is. So I did not know until now how badly I want to open a bookstore. Doesn't it sound fun? I mean, it sounds so fun. And you could probably won't make any money, but it sounds no. so fun. Or instead of even having reading corners, you know, one way to do it is if your space is small, you just do it as the window, like the Macy's window decor kind of thing. Oh, and you the rotate window it. decor yeah. rotates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you highlight a different mood each week, right? So, oh. so you could have the mood sections, but then the the reading corner changes moods. What Literally mood is my, the reading corner today? What mood is the reading corner today? Oh, and people like, have to I go, that. and that's how you get repeat visit. Oh, yeah, God. And then, and you make a big deal when the mood changes, like, oh, mood's changing this week. Come check out, come find out. Yeah. Yep. Shannon says seasonal moods because you know, yes. it's hella cozy right? around fall. Absolutely. Um, I 
beach book mood. I mean, wow. <laughs> like I might buy a lottery ticket this weekend just in hopes of winning the lottery so that I can, that so you can and I can team up on store. Mood, yes. mood bookstore. Please do. I will too. Okay. Great. Let's both Good win. Good plan. Great plan. I'll uh, I'll go ahead and uh, I'll I'll email you when I have bought the ticket, and then I'll revert back to you when I know the outcome. Wait, revert back to me? Mm-hmm. What What do you mean, revert back to me? I mean, I might just like revert to you. You're gonna turn back into me. So apparently, this is a <laughs> thing that we now say. Really? Instead of "I'll get back to you." <laughs> no, really. I got. Uh, also, thank you because now I know and will yeah, not be. And you're going to see it yeah. exactly. You're not going to judge right strongly. Uh huh. The person who sent it to you, yeah. Because <sighs> it's this a one's thing. hard. No, but yeah. it doesn't mean that. <laughs> it's going to be a tough one for you. I know. And you know what? Incredibly, as with so many things in I, in the English language, it no longer matters. No, I know. I know. I yeah. just gave up on fighting out of pocket. <laughs> Oh, out of pocket really bugs me. Yeah. But at least that was colloquial uh-huh. as opposed to an actual word that means something <laughs> and which no longer means that. But it doesn't mean, but it does now. That's the yeah. beauty of the English language. Yeah. Revert back to you now means get back to you. Uh-huh. Get means get back to you. It I mean, I guess, really I guess sorry. when you really think about it, get doesn't belong in get back to you either. No, because you're right. not getting it. So, who am I to judge? And back to you doesn't really make any sense. No, either. you're not going back in time. Right. You're not moving in reverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I got. I'm gonna just go over here and cry. I'll revert back to you when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I got three emails in a single week. Really? And they all said this, and I was like, "What is happening?" Because I, I'm sorry, if you get three emails in a single week and you look you, like that's a thing. That's a thing. Especially it's considering how unusual this is. Different people, right? Yeah, it's not, not the same person either. Different, three different people yeah. of of different like ages and ethnicities. Actually, I think maybe all three. No, no, they weren't all even the same age. Like one, one guy is my age and it was two people quite a bit younger than I am. So I looked it up <sighs> uh-huh. because I was like, what in the blue blazes? And Interestingly, it seems to have originated as a somewhat common, um, you know, typo, like mistake, Mm. primarily by Indian email senders. Sort of like, you know, like a thing that became a thing is do the needful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like that's a very common sort of um, Indian English speaker. Yeah. Where it's English as a second language, a person whose origin is India. A common phrase that they would say that you hear a lot actually is like, I need, do the needful mm-hmm. and it like, mm-hmm. I'll do this thing that's necessary, right? Okay. Or that's required yeah. by you. Sure. That, 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 I, that falls into like, I need it soonest or my bad kind of right. ad- adaptations. Sure. Yeah, totally. Or like sometimes you would even see it in an email as like, please to do the needful. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. have always loved it because I think to do the needful is delightful and <laughs> Sounds very like a dance. evocative. So yeah. like, of course, right. So of course I like picked up on it and loved it. Do the needful. But it, and it seems like it became common. I mean, literally, I looked it up and it was just like, what in the on the grammar exchange? You know, there's like a long back and forth about where this might have come from. Yeah, yeah. I'm and fascinated. It seems like it came from uh native Indian speakers. Okay. And I don't mean to generalize, I know there are 50 million languages. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know which one, right? But it seems like it was a common typo or a common misunderstanding along the lines of do the needful. I will revert to you shortly. So they were so what? there was there was revert to you and then there was revert back to you. And I think maybe oh, people thought people they meant just to type reply. They, they meant reply. I oh, and just used uh-huh. the wrong word. Right. I or maybe autocomplete even got them and they were just didn't notice it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it really started as like, I will revert to you shortly. Mm-hmm. And it seems like revert just became a common substitute for reply. Mm-hmm. And then it spread as these things do this, this, this thread and, and post like the last post on this thread on the grammar exchanges from 2021. And that gives a bunch of examples of people saying, you know, in Indian English, Kindly revert to undersigned immediately. Kindly revert to me soonest. I wanted to refuse his request, but before I could revert, like just <laughs> in place of reply. And then now people are just saying, I'll revert back to you or I will revert to you shortly. Yeah. The I end. Like, I like That's that podcast, so cool. Revert All. <laughs> Let's just rename it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you think about it as I will revert this back to you, mm-hmm. it kind of does make sense. It, I don't hate it. I'm hating it less. I know. And and I think it's like if you take out back to you, like the first person yeah, who said it. Yeah, the back to you parts is weird. Yeah. Right. The first person who said it just said, I'll revert to you. And I was like, well, that's not quite right, but I get it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I was like, is this some you know type, type, type? Is this some cool hipster VC thing that people say? And then I got it from a conference planner mm. and from a commercial real estate sales guy. That's all, all, the only thing I'm going to say to you from now on when I mean reply, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> reply is over. It is only revert. <laughs> reply is done, folks. Don't even yeah. say it. You're just going to label re- yourself as old. You are. I'll revert to you as soon as I've secured the land for the mood bookstore. <laughs> uh, we, we've actually talked about what I'm about to say before in the show, but I was reading an article today about the fact that punctuating your text messages reads differently to based on age. Oh, um, yeah. You know, like if you're older, you look at punctuated text messages as polite. Right. And like, oh, mm-hmm. they took care to actually spell things. And if if you do it as a younger person, it reads as like, oh, you're mad. You're <laughs> like, mad. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean, God forbid, can you now? I mean, I'm not even I am of the age to have occasionally then occasionally still punctuating my mm-hmm. texts once in a while. But if someone in my life ever sent me a message that was one letter K with a period after it. I would literally flee. I would go into witness protection. Yeah, the period. Wow. That's yeah. like doubling down. K period. You are about to get murdered. K exclamation point would be better than K period. For goodness oh, yeah. sake. Yeah. K period is like, get get out of Dodge. Yeah. That's like, why are you staring at me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. yeah. What <laughs> are you looking at? to start a fight. So yeah, there you go, folks. Revert. There you go. Revert, revert or start a fight. Mm-hmm. That's those are your choices. <laughs> uh, thank you for your things. Feedback at it's a thing. Duck me is the email address. <laughs> That's what I was always intending to you say. Did great. 
feedback and it's thing not me (laughs) jody wrote in with a thing formation hi motori getting caught up on past episodes and can confirm that ridwell is a thing here in minneapolis honestly i thought it jumped the shark so it never occurred to me to share however there is a cross fertilization with ridwell and my buy nothing group (gasps) on facebook people will occasionally ask to put something in someone's ridwell box i might do this with the ability to recycle thin plastic film bits Whoa, that's a good thing, Virgins, right there. This, yeah. you know, Ridwell must have started in Minneapolis. There's no, right? I was I in, uh, yeah, maybe. I I was in Austin uh, last weekend and uh, walked up to Justin Robert Young's house, and he had a Ridwell box on the front porch. I'm like, oh, it's a real. There it is. It's a thing. First time I saw it in real life. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> Um, all right, let's see. Longtime patron and new shout out patron Baylor Trucks wrote in. Yay! Thank you. Thank with you, some synth thoughts and said back in the BOL days, Ooh. oh my God, I would occasionally send you guys feedback as the anonymous musician. Oh, nice. That's you remember? Cool. Yeah. Totally. Which is relevant because not only did I 100% understand Rich's shout out references from this week's show, in which, by the way, I think it, it was Baylor's first appearance as a yes. shout out patron. Uh, but I actually own and use all the Moog gear he referenced. Wow. Yeah. And he also, there was a wonderful back and forth in which Rich was like, prove it. Not really. But he was like, if you want <laughs> bonus points, send us all the, send us a picture. So he sent a picture of the modular synth rack and even linked to a track that he created with said Moog gear. Wow. That just happened, you guys. That was 100% serendipity. So there you go, folks. If you uh, really want to win Rich over <laughs> for your shout outs, <laughs> send them some pictures of your gear. Yes. Synth. <laughs> synth gear. Yeah. Particularly synth gear. And uh, tracks. Joe Hood has a new language meme thing. Ooh. Host, listeners, and distinguished producers, I think I have seen the thing that is the next thanks for coming to my TED Talk, and it is podcasts, specifically a new trend on short-form video where people pretend to be doing a podcast, and it is really an ad or buzz-generating PR effort. What? Evidently, there is some authority and credibility imparted by sitting at a conference table or desk speaking into a sure microphone. Here's a Yahoo article from last week telling more related to the text TED Talk. I am predicting that Substack will be a bigger thing over the next two weeks with the arrival of the notes feature and people looking for alternatives to Twitter. Maybe we will see a flurry of new newsletters and calls for signups. I know at least one great one came online last week. Cough, MW, cough. Keep up the good work. Don't forget to like and subscribe. When did you send this? That's the key. That's so scary. Because exactly. We got to look this up. nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> because Substack and Substack Notes. I mean, also just like for, you know, sausage making, Tom and I were having a meeting right before this about spinning up independent podcasts. Cough, cough. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're having a whole conversation about notes and Substack. And I was like, this is what my free newsletter this week is all about. Like Substack is a media company in a box and da da da. It's huge. And it's all because like Elon blocked it and then it just became the thing to do in the wow. Yeah. So, yes, I again don't know what the timing was on Joe's email, but I'm going to assume given the level of THD in our audience, especially longtime listeners like Joe. It was probably before. Yeah, I can't find the date stamp, but I'm going to give it to you because I Mm -hmm. it must have been. Oh, when did he send that new that Yahoo article? Does that have a date stamp on it? Yeah, yeah. I opened it. 
yeah. April 5th. I think was I, the fake podcast yeah. where apparently, yeah, it's like people are doing these viral fake podcasts. All right. So he's Joe Stradamus. Joe Stradamus. Nailed it. Let's get to the shout outs. Uh, this is a special service only provided by It's a Thing. If you support us on Patreon at the highest level, if you're able to really give us uh, a lot to support the show, we return that support in the form of a shout out that is based on something different. Other 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 shows, they just say your name, right? And that's fine. But Rich Straffolino, our producer, is not satisfied with that. He goes the extra mile to create a custom tailored shout out. This week, based on the April thirteenth, two thousand episode summary of the soap Port Charles. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already so happy right now. All right, you take the first paragraph and I'll take the last two. A tense Laura Abel and Jake Woods were forced to work side by side in the emergency room and both became convinced that their relationship was over. Andrew Bradley began to notice that there was something odd about Gabrielle Cohen's behavior. A.J. Venturella, Eric Duncan, and Joe Hood jumped into action when a bride and groom were brought into the emergency room on their wedding night. Dun, dun, dun. On the way to the Louis St. Amour Institution, <laughs> Lee Price and Baylor Trucks were involved in an accident with a young man named Kevin Sill. He was taken to the hospital, and Mike Akins and Benjamin Forrest later learned he was complaining of symptoms no one could prove existed. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Oh, oh God. I thought, I thought it was a one, two, three. Go, keep going. Keep going. Meanwhile, Morris Jones urged Miranda Janelle to help save James C. Smith the humiliation of losing <gasps> and asked him to convince James to drop out of the race for the board seat. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, that is good. That's a I good shout out right there. I like the variety of shout outs, but I also almost want this to be our thing. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. The episode summary shout out is a, that's a, that's a good oh, one in the rotation. That's so good. Yeah. That really works. Guys, uh, we could not do it without you. We, we really, really could not. No, seriously. <laughs> could not. Genuinely could not. Patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can become a member of it's a thing at any level. That's where you get access to cool stuff like our Discord, which just got that SoundCloud link to the Moog synth tune and an ad-free RSS feed, which I know you love. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. You can also support the show by shopping like Marley does through our affiliate <laughs> links. Look for those in the show notes over at our shopping page. It's a thing dot me slash shop. You can also email us your things for free. Email us feedback at it's a thing dot me. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. <laughs> 